Are they ready? I'm not. Okay, now I'm ready. Good morning. Just a real quick uh, announcement that if you have not picked up your Believe, I see some of them are already missing, so y'all have been picking these up. We're going to be starting this series in, oh, just about a month. We'll be starting in September. So if you haven't gotten one of these books, I want to encourage you to grab uh, one off of the Welcome Center. If you want to make a donation of $15 to cover the cost, that's great. If you can't afford it, grab a book anyway. Either way, please read it. Uh, this is this is the Bible, not in its entirety, but um, uh, quite a few chunks of it, and so we're going to be looking at that. Those are not all the books we have. I have more available, so uh, if don't walk there thinking, oh no, I'm grabbing the last one. So make sure to get one of these when you have a chance. Okay, uh, blank proof. That's what we're going to be talking a, a little bit about this morning. Uh, and we're really using uh, the book of Acts, I, I don't want to say is a blueprint, because I think we've kind of fallen into a trap of saying we're supposed to do everything the way uh, the first century church and nothing that they did. And one of the reasons that I find that bothersome is the fact that we don't do things the way the first century church does. Uh, they did things very differently. Uh, and I've lamented several times that they, they probably did not sit in a large uh, room and they all faced one direction as one person spoke. They would have been smaller groups. But one of the things we talked about last week is they shared. And sharing, as we, we mentioned, has two components. There's a giving component and there's a receiving component. And I, I really did brag on you a little bit, and I mean it, uh, that, that you're a very giving group. But what I want us to be encouraged to do is also be recipients of God's grace because it takes two parts of that and we need to be willing to say, you know what, I need prayers and I need help. And so we're going to be talking about this idea of blank proof. And so we looked at Acts chapter 2 last week, so this week we're going to be in Acts chapter uh, 3 and 4. In Acts chapter 3, there's a miracle takes place in which Peter and John, they uh, miraculously um, heal a man who is crippled, and you would think that would bring a great deal of excitement, which it did, and in fact, in Acts chapter 4, in the beginning verses, it talked about they saw the miracles and they believed what Peter and John were saying about this resurrected carpenter named Jesus who had been executed uh, just a few weeks prior, uh, and that did uh, lead to the, a swelling of over 5,000 people who believed in Jesus, but not everybody believed in Jesus. In fact, uh, there were some who were set against this whole idea of Christianity. In fact, they're the ones who had helped get Jesus killed, and the thought of Him being resurrected, well, that didn't look good on their resume. And it certainly didn't work well in their heart, and so they had to see if they could squelch this. And as we begin chapter 4 uh, of Acts, we have Peter and John who were drug in uh, by a number of people in the Sanhedrin, and they are questioned. And they're asked, what in the world is going on? And they say, you know, who, who are you doing this through? By what power are you doing this? Uh, and Peter says, we want you to know this, the one that you crucified, it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we do this. It is, uh, uh, the, um, it is the block that the builders rejected is the capstone. And 
the Sanhedrin and uh, Caiaphas, they kind of get together and they start thinking about this. They dismiss Peter and John. They say, you don't need to talk about them anymore. And they kind of get into huddle and say, okay, what are we going to do now? And they're not really sure. Um, basically, they say, you know what? This whole um, Jesus following is getting pretty big. Um, I don't know that we want to start something here that we can't finish. So, here's the game plan. And I'm going to pick up in verse 18 of chapter 4 in Acts. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. And I just want to stop for a second and say, Ouch. They say, don't say anything about Jesus. And they say, you know what? Um, should we listen to God or should we listen to you? What do you think about this? Picking up in verse 20, it says, For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen or heard. After further threats, they let him go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On the release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign God, they said, You made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of Your servant, our father David. They're saying this, they're saying, why should we be worried about a group of men who meet together and who make idle threats about what they're going to do to us? Let us not forget you are the sovereign God. You're not a God who huddles in a little temple and says, what are we going to do next? How are we going to stop them? You are the sovereign God. You reign supreme. You have power over all why in the world would we be afraid of a few guys? And then they uh, quote uh, from Psalms chapter 2. It says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Notice, they're not saying that it was the, the Jews that killed Jesus. It was that Jesus, because of God's plan, sacrificed Himself. Now, Verse 29, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I want you to listen to their prayer. What did they ask for? They had just been in prison. They had been threatened. Stephen had already been stoned. They knew that trouble was coming down the line. 
What did they pray for? Boldness. They're in a tough situation. They could have prayed for a lot of things. I don't know that I would have prayed for what they prayed for. You know, if if I got a phone call from a doctor that said that there were some bad reports from some tests that had been taken, you know what I'm praying for? God, fix those tests. Take away whatever there is. Peter and John didn't pray for different test results. They didn't say, God, thank you for saving us from that. May we never get into that again. They didn't say, we want you to go after those people who had jailed us and threatened us, and I want you to thump them. They didn't say that either. They didn't say, Lord, please clear a path. They didn't say, take us away from this place. They didn't say, just make things easier for us. They never said that. All they said was, God, make us bold that we can proclaim You and Your name to these people. It was boldness. One of the marks of a Christian is that they share. They're transparent, they give and they receive. A second one is, is that they are very bold people. The gospel flourished because people were bold. They actually coined a word from it. The word we call martyr is from the Greek word martyreso, which means witness. Their witness, they would witness and they would witness. And because of their witness, many of them were persecuted and beaten. And thus, we have the word martyr because they said, we are so bold, we will not stop. Not under threat, not under jail. There is nothing that's going to stop us. Okay, I apologize. For those of you who really don't like visuals, just accept my apology now. I'm a visual person, and I have a feeling that most of you would rather see something than rather hear me. Uh, And so we've done it several weeks in a row, but this just really, I felt strongly about this. And so I'm going to have a couple of helpers. Uh, Lily and Avery, will you both come up here? I'm not locking them in the freezer, okay? Every time I bring kids up here, I get some evil eye, like, what is he going to do to these? Okay, so I I need each one of you to stand over here, please, and you're going to get a spoon. Here's a spoon. Okay, here's how we hold the spoon. You put your finger out like this. There you go. Now pinch it with your thumb. That's how you hold it. Finger out, not the pinky finger, that that pointer finger, okay? Now you all are going to face this way. Okay, this way. This way, the way that my thumb is going. That way, north. I don't. That probably doesn't help you. Okay, so I have some eggs in here. Okay, um, some of them have been boiled. Some of them have been have not been boiled. Brunel, where are you? I am so sorry. I will clean it up. I'm not cleaning that mess up. Okay, well, it's on me. Okay, y'all need to scoot over just a little bit so we have a little room. Uh, scoot over a little bit more. 
No, I want you to scoot over a little because I don't want. Okay, so I need you to pick an egg. Which one? Honey? Which one? <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, are you sure you want that one? I don't know that you want that one. Maybe you want this one. Oh, no, no, no. I'll let you have this one. You want this? You don't want it. Okay, hold it there. Oh, no, 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 no. One, there you go, just like that. Okay, you pick one, point to it. Oh, are you sure? You're absolutely positive. You do know that some of these have been boiled and some of them have not. Yes. Okay, now you've got to hold it right there. Okay, it is heavy. It's an egg. It weighs a few ounces. It can't be that heavy. Okay, I'm crossing my fingers now and I won't tell you why. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. Okay, I want you to walk all the way to where I'm going to be without drop. Please do not drop the egg. You got it? Don't drop the egg. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I'm going to stand over here. If you drop the egg, I'm in big trouble. So, here we go. You ready? Go. Don't, don't, be careful. You got it, all right. Okay, now I want you to come over here. You're doing great. Just keep walking over here. You can, don't, remember, you can only touch the spoon with those two fingers. Okay, come over here. Do they do a great job or what? Okay, very good. Okay. Yeah, okay, so now here's what we got to do. I mean, that was slightly impressive, but how about this? Come to me now. Careful, careful. Ooh, 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 okay, very good. All right, okay, let's give them a hand. Okay, no, 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 you come over here, stand right here. You, you both know who Ralph Bruton is, don't you? He's at the very back. Okay, I want you to go to him. Wait, 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 wait. You can't use the aisles. You have to go to him over the pews. No. <laughs> no? Why no? What would happen if you went up? It's too hard. It would fall. But it would land on somebody. They would cushion the blow. I mean, I'm, they can get their dry cleaning done. Okay. What, would you be more likely to do it if I told you that one of these eggs is hard-boiled? Can you crack it on her head? Okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you right this one. This one right here is a hard-boiled egg. Okay, so, you ready to go now? Can I go? No, wait, where do I need to go? Straight over. No. <laughs> Why not? If I switch out and give you a hard-boiled egg, would that be a little bit better? No. A little less scared? And you think I'm lying to you? Would I ever trick you? <laughs> yes. Let's give these girls a hand. Thank you so much. Okay, both of them are hard-boiled. <laughs> but there's a difference, right? Because there's one that's not hard-boiled. And I've got to make sure the one that's probably not quite as warm. Uh, there is one that's not hard-boiled. It's this one right here. I, I can shake it. I can still tell that it's, 
it is not a hard boiled. It's still, I guess, a fresh or a raw egg, right? Okay, this one is not. It's, it's scrambled now, okay? So, um, I want to talk about our faith and our belief in God that He can get us through anything. Um, let's pretend that this is, in fact, the, either one of these eggs represents something very, very important to you. And the thought of dropping them means that if it hits the ground and it breaks open, then, then you lose something very, very important, right? And so you're going to be pretty careful. But if you know it's a hard-boiled egg, okay, then you know that even if it drops, it's going to be okay. I can pick it up and we can keep moving on. You drop this one, and everything is shattered. Now, this is maybe not the best analogy, the best illustration, but I want us to think about this for just a moment. I think too often we're afraid that our lives are too much like this egg right here. The one that's raw, the one that's fragile. And we're afraid. We think that at any moment something bad could happen. And so we guard it and we protect it and we watch it and we say, oh no, something bad could happen. I'm really, I'm really afraid. But what if I were to tell you that God gives us the boldness to not live like life is a raw egg, but to know that we're protected. That as we pass through the fire and face difficulty, because of Jesus, we can be unbroken. It's what Peter and John did. It was with boldness. They had no fear. They didn't fear because they actually believed in God. They said, there is nothing that you can do that is going to stop us. They weren't afraid of jail. They weren't afraid of persecution. They said, there is nothing that a Sanhedrin or a stone or a cross. Peter chose to be hung upside down. That would take away their belief in God. and what He would do for them. Think about the kind of boldness that we would have. You see, for me, I'm always praying for easier. God, make things easier. Make the test come out okay. But I don't know that that's how the, the Christians who knew Jesus in the first century, that's not how they prayed. They weren't praying for easier. They were just praying for boldness. For our young kids, Wyatt, I know this sounds terrible, but my, my prayer for you is not an easy life. I, I prayed that when we had kids, they would be unattractive and unathletic and middle of the road as far as just about everything else went. I didn't want standouts. I didn't want them to think that what they were going to get was something that, that they had earned or deserved. 
I wanted them to look like me. <laughs> and I don't know if I should say fortunately or unfortunately, they got their mom's good looks. But I don't want an easy life. I want boldness. Is God glorified if you coast through life? Do you hold up as heroes and examples of the faith those who had it easy? Or is it the ones who clung to their Savior even in the midst of difficulty? I'll close out with Daniel chapter 3. We're familiar with John 3.16, but Daniel 3.16 has this really powerful passage, and you're all familiar with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who ends up in the fire. And But before they go in, they said, O king, we will not serve you. We won't serve you. We're going to go into that fire and our God will deliver us. And even if He doesn't, we believe in Him. May we be a church, may we be a people who have such great faith and boldness that even as we go through hard times, people will look and say, you know what? I can see Christ living in them and they have gone through hardship. My prayer for each one of us is how we will be bold. Do something crazy for the Lord this week. Walk across the street and have a conversation with the neighbor that maybe you hadn't talked to in a while. It doesn't have to be grand. It just has to be a great act of faith. We can do it. This community needs it. And we can bless the Lord if we show boldness in all that we do. If there's any way that we can serve you this morning, if you're struggling in your faith, maybe you've been praying for an easy life or you've been struggling with a hard one, I want you to know that we have a God who because of His boldness of sending His Son offers that same power and Holy Spirit to each one of us. If we can help you this morning, please come as we stand and sing.